The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Have you been preparing your heart for greater works? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Last week, Pastor Chris was talking about the greater work and how Jesus called us to do greater works than him. I mean, Jesus raised the dead, healed the sick, discipled many people who went on to change the world. But he said that we will do things that are even greater than what he has done because he has to go to the Father. So we need to prepare our hearts, body of Christ, for the greater work. So we're going to listen in to a sermon from Pastor Chris about this very subject where she's continuing to talk about the greater work that God has called us to do. And it's going to come about through listening to the Holy Spirit and being sensitive to God's leading and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us, to guide our footsteps. So without further ado, let's listen in to Pastor Chris. When the Lord took me to the heavens the first time, there is only one question that he asked me, and I didn't realize the greater significance of it until I felt led to discuss about greater work last week. The very first thing, of course, he assured me, he loved on me, he touched me. And then he asked me this one question, are you ready for greater work? This was in 1991. And I didn't know how to answer it, but I said, Father, if you are willing, I am ready. And God is more than willing as far as the greater work. So these are the times that it is called for greater work because of the prophecies that are released and because we have increased in numbers, okay? In John chapter 14, starting with verse 11, Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. We need to believe on what is happening right now, okay? I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me, what? says anyone. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. And we have not walked on water yet. We have not multiplied loaves and fishes yet. We have not raised the dead yet. At least only few of us have done it. Right? And he will do even greater things. Those are the greater work. Right? He will do even greater things than this because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. Every time we pray God's perfect will to do greater work, it glorifies Jesus, so therefore it glorifies God the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. And he said, if you love me, you will obey what I command. What is the Lord's commandment? You know, Jesus didn't say, okay, verse 11 to verse 12, that's like what we're doing right now. He is saying all this. So it says, believe me, believe in me, or at least believe in the evidence that is out there that he's the truth, right? And said, if you love me, you will obey my command. What is his commandment? 
believe in me, have faith in me, trust me that you will do even greater things that I do and you will, you will do what I did, right? And I will do whatever you ask in my name, 13, so that the son may bring glory to the father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. And he did. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. It was Jesus who asked the Father, right? And he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. That is the important thing, knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. So it is the greater work that the Father have asked for us to do. And in John chapter 5, verse 20, it says, For the Father loves the Son and shows him all he does. Yes, to your amazement, he will show him even greater things than this. So if the Father loves the Son, and in John, it also says, Father, that they may know that you love them as much as you love me. So in other words, Father God will also show us all the things that he does, how to operate in the spirit. He will show his many facets. He will show his character and he will show his purpose in our life, right? So what is the Lord requires of you to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, whom he sent and to love him back? And we already said that God, the father will not share his glory he allows you to live heaven on earth. He will allow you to become like his son, to be joint heirs. We already adopted to be joint heirs with Jesus Christ. He just wants the glory, but it's not manifesting in our lives because we have forgotten that the things that are from above, they're from heavenly realms and we need to stay. We have to be heavenly minded to be earthly good. We will never manifest things, not unless we will be heavenly minded, because thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Anything else that will not give glory to God and will not benefit you and will not benefit others is the world system. There is no competition in the body of Christ because of what Jesus did and because of the plan of God, the will of God that is upon our lives. It is a greater thing that we must do. So... You need to prepare yourself for greater work. And at the same time, you cannot rely on anyone's anointing, on anyone's knowledge. You have to depend and rely on the Holy Spirit confirming. The one thing that the five offices responsibility is to mature the body of Christ, is to prepare them for the works of service, not to provide daycare services so that nobody will grow up. And in the body of Christ, we have a lot of people who love so much attention instead of trying to get the attention of God for others. It's still a majority of Christians is still they pray and they do whatever they do for God and for the kingdom for their own benefit so that God will answer their prayer. It's not for others. Hello? It's not for others. Because we were conditioned that just come to the church, just give your tithes and offering, and I'll pray for every one of you. I will prophesy. I will tell you what needs to be done. And you are allowed to pinpoint. I said, oh, you can choose and pick so that when you get into trouble, you'll come back to me again. 
We want to feel needed instead of approved and to be a delight in the eyes of God. So we need to change that concept and we need to change that mindset. Just like I kept on telling you, I'm not here to get members. I want disciples. And if I am not effective in doing that, it will be better for me to do something else. Hello? And at the same time, the reason why God sent you here is because you have the same calling as me and probably greater than mine to disciple others in the things of God. And that is what the original intent of God, of why Jesus came, is not for somebody to lord over others and not to rely on somebody else's anointing. We do not pray for the presence of God. Hello? Because he lives inside of us and he's everywhere, right? So his presence is everywhere. But the manifested blessing and anointing is something else. It means to say that when we apply God's ways of doing things, he cannot help himself. He is going to move. And that's what I've been trying to tell the Filipino leaders now after my trip there this year. I said, hey, you can do greater works. You don't wait for me to come for you to have miracle crusades because the Holy Spirit that is in you is not inferior to the Holy Spirit that is in me. And said, let us not accuse God that he plays favorites and that he is grumpy and cranky and moody like some of us, that he's not going to move. And said, by our action and by what is in our heart, we're trying to redefine who God is. We are creating God after our own image. We are created after God's own image. God is not supposed to be like us. We're supposed to be like him. And I prefer that, don't you? Okay. Now, just to shock all of you, this is the first time that I'm going to shock on you and I'm going to step on your toes because you are also delicate, but not now. Every head will be chopped off so that they will allow Jesus to be the head, okay? So that they will not be thinking of their own selves based on the world, but they will be thinking like Jesus. You'll all be thinking like Jesus, okay? And said, so like, how is that possible? I said, all things are possible to them that believe. And the command that we have to prove to the Lord, if you love me, you obey my command, is just like, believe in me. And if you can't believe that you are destined for greatness, at least believe in the what? Evidence that were shown in the four Gospels, right? And even in our lives. What did you do to get saved? Was it hard? No, he did all the work. He finished it, right? And now the Holy Spirit is implementing and teaching us how to implement God's ways of doing things here on earth. You know the story about Elijah, and we're not going to go there because I have a lot of things to cover, okay? But you look it up. Elijah in 1 Kings, he prophesied for drought and the drought, and the Lord honor every word that he does. And even the stupidity of King Ahab, the Lord in his love, he didn't say, I'm going to teach you something, boy. I'm going to teach you a lesson. No. And I'm talking about Ahab did a lot of wicked things in God's sight. And he sent the prophet Elijah. And Elijah said, there won't be any rain nor dew. That is important. Not unless I speak it. Right? Not unless I speak it. 
And here is a stupid spirit that came upon Ahab, and he was trying to kill Elijah. Well, if Ahab killed Elijah, then there won't be no rain or dew forever. Right? That's why God hid and protected Elijah. Not for the sake of Elijah, but for the sake of the nations of Israel and the wicked king with his equally wicked queen. Hello? So for three years, they sent scouts all over to find Elijah so that he can kill him. And God said, I'm not going to be moved by your stupidity. I'm not going to teach you a lesson and sacrifice the others, even though they don't know anything better or they're as wicked as you. Okay? I want you to see, I want you to see very clearly the character of our God. Instead of, oh, God is teaching me a lesson. No, probably the stupid spirit came upon you. Hello? Because it's not the nature of God. So he hid Elijah, right? For three years, he sent ravens in the cave to bring him meat. And he drank from the brook spring water, right? And then after three years, he showed himself up and he addressed the people. How long are you going to waver between two opinions? If Baal is God, then serve him. If God is God, then serve him. In our times, the prophetic words will be like this. How long are you going to apply and live and apply the principles of the world system? If you believe that that thing works, go ahead and work and live by its rules. But if you believe that my principles in my kingdom is greater, then apply them and live them. Think about them. Meditate on them. This is the prophecy for our times. You cannot waver between two opinions. You cannot make it without any sorrow or suffering and affliction if you continue to spiritualize the system of the world. Competition, covetousness, jealousy, right? Greed, malice, all of these things. How long? And in every prophetic word that God has given you for the transfer of wealth, it's still the same. You continue to apply and do what you seem that is right instead of being led by the Holy Spirit in which we are commanded by Jesus to do is to have faith in him, to believe in him and ask anything in the Father, instead of relying with your own education and training and what you want. It's not going to happen either. Okay? Those spirits are going to be destroyed. But whether you're part of the problem or solution in the kingdom of God, whether you are part of the answer, because Jesus is the answer, then we will know who belongs to the body of Christ always go back to the parable of the ten virgins they're all are part of the bride of Christ but only half of them made it those that are wise virgins okay so it applies to that and also there is an instance in first Samuel and this applies to all of us as part of the nature of God and the plan of God for your life Saul was just looking for donkeys that belong to his father he's not thinking about anything right but god ordained that encounter that forever changed his life 
They cannot find the donkeys until the servant said that, why don't we go see the seer? In the meantime, God already told Samuel that the appointed king, the one that I have chosen, right, is looking for a donkey and you're going to invite him for dinner. Look at that. The prophet Samuel did not assume anything. The prophet Samuel did not know until God told him how he wants things done. I want you to listen to me because the Holy Spirit is here now. Is not, this is my idea, Holy Spirit, come on, follow me, follow my lead. It's not going to happen, okay? And became king, a soul. He was just looking for the donkeys. And at the same time, Samuel's responsibility is to anoint Saul, right? Is to pray for him. And it is Saul's responsibility to follow and obey God to the letter so that his kingdom will be established forever. See, we always say that the calling of God is without repentance. Am I correct? That he's not going to change his mind. So he picked Saul. Saul became king. So that is without repentance. But it is up to Saul to continue to obey and follow the ways of God so that his kingdom will be established forever. Same thing with us. Your calling is without repentance. It's going to happen. But it's up to you whether it brings glory to God or it will not. Whether it will last. Whether when we face him, it will pass through the refining fire. So it is important for us to understand that. So there is an instance in which God have instructed Saul through Samuel to kill Agag. Am I correct? And the Amalekites and do not bring any animals. Do not take any plunder. It's as easy as that. And they attacked the Amalekites. Am I correct? But common sense took over. Not faith. Not obedience, common sense. Why don't we spare the best animals so that we can offer them as a sacrifice for God? It makes financial sense. It makes economic sense. It's practical. It's frugality. Okay? So a common sense took over. So he kept the animals. And he was so proud. And he decided to have a peer group to be accepted. He spared Agag, and he killed everyone else, but not Agag. He did not obey the instructions of the Lord because they did not make sense to him. They are not economically feasible for the kingdom. It's a good management. It's a good stewardship. And Samuel was very angry with him because he said, God was talking to me the whole night. And he said, I lost some sleep because of you. And this is one thing that God wants to bring it home this morning. Samuel finished the work that was given to Saul, and he killed Agag. Now, this transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence were given and was released in each and every one of our lives repeatedly over and over again. Am I correct? And it's been over the course of years. It hit me this morning on my way here on the significance of this. And it's happening now. See, when I was driving here, 
the Lord told me, do you know that I did what I did in the times of my instruction to Saul about killing Agag now and said, you're doing the same as Samuel. You know why? This new products, new invention has been given to some of you. They don't do anything about it. So God said, now it is yours for the transfer of wealth. The things that I release, that I know that they're from God, and I've been praying for all of you, if you don't take them, they'll be given to somebody else. Those that have five, it will be doubled. Enter your Lord's glory, according to the parable of the talents. And for that one who hid that talent and said that will be taken away and it will be given to somebody who has five. Isn't that what the Lord says? The Lord doesn't speak in shadows that we don't understand. He doesn't speak in riddles. We have the Holy Spirit to reveal those things. And I said, like, you know what, Christina? And said, that prophetic word, that blessing that you release upon that person who did not believe it, but you did, now it's in your hands. Are you getting this, but of Christ? But it was given to somebody else. And I've been delivering prophecies and releasing prophecies to you all over and over and over again with the same blessings. Take heart. In 2016, if you don't move and follow God's instruction, it will be given to somebody else. Wow. So what is it that God has given you? What are the instructions that God has given you? What are the things that God has promised you that he's spoken over your life? Body of Christ, now is the time to take those things and to put them into action. In the parable of the talents, there were three servants, one who was given five talents, one who was given 10 talents, and one who was given one talent. The ones who were given 10 talents and five talents, they took those things that their master gave them And they increased them. They invested them. And they brought back a return for their master. But the one servant who was given one talent did not do that. He sat on it, didn't utilize it, and had nothing to give back to his master. And so what happened? The master took the talent away from that servant and gave it to another. So if we don't take the things that God has given us and start to implement them, it will be given to another who will be faithful and who will put it into action. So it's time. We need to examine our hearts and we need to implement the things that God has given to us. And we need to start now, brothers and sisters. So let us be zealous for the call that God has placed on our lives. Amen? Before we go, since we're running out of time, I want to bring to your attention into this announcement that this week, this week is the beginning of the Feast of Harvest, which is the day of Pentecost. And so that 50-day period, brothers and sisters, is coming to an end. So God wants to bring about manifestations, bountiful harvest for the body of Christ. I encourage you, brothers and sisters, let's examine our hearts. Let's set everything straight that needs to be set straight. Every crooked path, every issue, let's address them so that when this day comes, God can begin to pour out the blessings over us, just like he poured out his Holy Spirit over the disciples during this same festival. So this week... 
We at Freedom Fellowship, we are going to be celebrating the Feast of Harvest and the Day of Pentecost during our Sunday service. So many people are going to be bringing offerings to God, are going to be bringing first fruits of their harvest and offering it before the Lord. So I want to bring this to your attention. We are at the end of that 50-day period. So let's get everything in order. Let's get our houses in order as we prepare to celebrate the Feast of Harvest. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check out our website, www.sogme.org. Again, that's www.sogmi.org. You can listen to previous broadcasts of this program. We update it every Monday evening, so be sure to check it out this Monday, and you'll be able to download the broadcasts. You can put them on your phone, put them on your computer, listen to them on the go. So check that out. And if you were touched by this message, feel free to give us a call. Give us a call at 210-695-1630. It's always encouraging to know whether or not this broadcast is having an impact, if it's affecting God's people, if it's making a change in your hearts. So again, feel free to give us a call. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas, 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.